Anytime you're along for the ride, thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. Of course, it's uh, U.S. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Georgia 14, Republican. How are you, Marjorie? Good to see you. I'm doing great. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing very well. Really, really glad to have you back on. Um, uh, great that you've got this book, MTG. And, and this book is going to take us into how we got to where we are today. But how far back do we go? I don't have it yet, but I can't wait to read it. Do we go back to your childhood? Do we go back to your just opening businesses? How far back do we go? Well, I do a brief bio. This isn't a full biography. I do a brief bio, but basically this book, the reason why I wrote it is because you know this, Joe, the national news media created a character of me that does not exist. And they sold that character all over America 24-7. And it has been outrageous. But in this book, I pull the curtain back uh, so that people can see what happens inside Congress um, and the true stories behind the biggest headlines that they've seen over the past several years. Get the book. It's mtgbook.com. It's Marjorie Taylor Greene. So, Representative, when you get to Washington and you walk in, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong because I've never done it, mm-hmm. I think that the old guard comes up and says, hey, wink, wink, nod, nod, you're in now, do what we say. Is that how it goes? Uh, well, I haven't had any of those conversations, okay. and and as you can tell, I wouldn't have gone along with that. If it well, I know that you're right, and that's why I asked. I know that I know that you won't because I know I know who you are and I know your personality. But I wonder if they tried to co-opt you immediately and tell you what to do. No, actually, not at all. I'm, I think it's pretty obvious from my story that uh, Republicans didn't protect me from the Democrats because Nancy Pelosi kicked me off of committees. There were some people that tried to stop her, and this is what I talk about in my book, um, the real story that happened, Uh, but obviously it didn't work. And unfortunately, many Republicans bought into the same garbage that the Democrats and the media were, were lying about me and telling about me, and that's what's unfortunate. But what happens in Washington is is awful. It's America lasts at all times. And Washington serves itself because what people need to understand is Washington exists like its own entity. The federal government is basically like a huge corporation that also supports many big industries um, through its federal contracts. And so what you see coming out of our budgets and many spending bills that we pass in Congress, those are all meant to protect the federal government, the biggest, most powerful entity in the world. And it also continues to feed these big industries and companies that exist because they feed off of the federal government with these contracts. And and so I talk a lot about this in my book. Um, I also talk about January 6th because I think it's one of the most important, serious issues happening in the country. We have, um, my, my estimation is we have close to 1,500 people right now. That includes President Trump, his staff members, uh, administration, and January 6ers at the Capitol um, that that are being politically prosecuted by the Department of Justice and other state prosecutors. Uh, This is a dangerous thing, and I think it's one of the most important issues. It's It's a main chapter in my book, and I hope people read it. Book is called MTG. It's available now. It's actually an early bestseller. Go and get it. It's uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, U.S. Representative, District 14, Republican, Great State of Georgia. Um, I, I don't know. I apologize. I, I would think that you would not have voted for this, but did you vote to expel Santos? 
No, absolutely not. I did not so, vote. Margie, what am, I, what am I missing? The guy is, is innocent until proven guilty. You've got Menendez sitting in the Senate like nothing ever happened. You've got Schiff and and uh, and uh, Swalwell and a bunch of other you know wrongdoers on the on the left. Nobody does anything about them. Yet this guy is out of a job, and 105 Republicans voted for it. What the hell? Did, what did I miss? That's right. Well, you know, that's Republicans for you. They're self-righteous and they eat their own instead of going after the real enemies, which is the Democrats. You know, Joe, I ran for Congress because I was mad at Republicans. And now that I'm actually a Republican member of Congress, I'm actually furious at Republicans because they never hold anyone accountable. We haven't impeached Joe Biden. We haven't impeached Mayorkas. We haven't impeached Merrick Garland, Christopher Ray, or Matthew Graves, the, the U.S. attorney that keeps politically persecuting these Poor January 6th people that walk through the Capitol on January 6th of 2021, yet he doesn't go after any BLM, Antifa, or the ceasefire now protesters. So it's a double standard, and unfortunately, Republicans allow that to continue because they never hold Democrats accountable. They just go after people like George Santos, people like me, and people they don't like. MTG book is uh, or dot com is the website mtgbook.com when it comes to those who are supporting Hamas a terrorist organization in the House of Representatives Rashida Tlaib is the loudest voice literally walks out from her job and holds rallies saying basically we've got to annihilate Israel this river to the sea song is about Israel not existing how is she still uh, how does she still have a job it's a privilege to serve in Congress she can have that opinion as an American but she doesn't deserve the job of being in the government that is against Hamas. Why is she still there? She shouldn't be here. And, and I'll argue it's much worse than you think. I, my office is in the Cannon Building. And on October 18th, Rashida Tlaib led a mob on the Capitol complex after she gave a speech and lied to everyone there saying that Israel was responsible for the bombing at the hospital in Gaza. Right. That crowd descended on the Capitol complex and came in our Cannon office building and took over the Cannon office building in the rotunda where they stayed for hours. The Capitol Police arrested over 300 of them. Some of them were violent with Capitol Police, but we investigated them further. I went out and recorded a live video of the whole thing, even walked out on one of the balconies and was attacked by the mob in the crowd. They were calling me out by name, um, threatening me, saying all kinds of things. But we also took a picture of one of the organizers' cell phone chats as they were texting back and forth with each other. And the name of their group chat on that cell phone was called Global Intifada. And one of the names in that group was the lead attorney, Katrina Blakely, for the lead attorney for the Southern Poverty Law Center. I turned over this information and told the director, the FBI director, Christopher Ray, when we had him before the Homeland Committee. I let him know about it and he didn't seem interested. He didn't seem to care. You see, Washington isn't worried about real terrorists here in, in our country because they won't close our border. They're not, they don't care about real terrorists serving in Congress. They only care about welding their power and using it to politically persecute their enemies. That means President Trump and anyone who supports him. I want to make sure I understand. The FBI raided a guy's house because he went and he prayed at, a, at an abortion clinic. He got raided. He got arrested. His family was scared to death with all sorts of guns in their faces. And you've given them the actual organization that put together what the left would call an insurrection at the, at the Cannon Building that day. And they haven't done anything? No, they haven't done anything to my knowledge. And I have photographic evidence of one of the organizers' cell phone, the screen of her cell phone, where the title of the group chat 
is Global Intifada, which means Arab uprising. That means jihad. And the names are very clear and visible on the screen of this person's cell phone. We haven't heard about the FBI raiding their homes, flashbangs in the middle of the night, dragging their families out in front of media sitting outside their homes. We don't hear about them being targeted, called the greatest threat uh, to American safety. We aren't hearing anything, Joe, because you know the truth just like I do. This Biden administration or the regime uh, actually is what we should call it is is not they don't care about justice. They use about they care about using their power to persecute their enemies. Obviously, Rashida Tlaib had to be tipped off about this. This couldn't have been organic if you know who organized it. So, uh, again, is there an investigation happening internally? You guys have the power now in the House. Is Mike Johnson looking into Rashida Tlaib's possible connection to making that happen that day? No. To my knowledge, the new speaker, Mike Johnson, is not investigating this. Um, It doesn't seem to be an issue that anyone cares about except me because I have been pushing it and pushing it. Uh, and it's unfortunate. And I led the censure resolution effort against Rashida Tlaib. But I'm telling you, it's not enough, Joe. We we really need to push back harder and, and investigate her further. MTGbook.com, MTGbook.com. I know you've got to run. Just give me 30 seconds on J6ers. You mentioned them two or three times now. Can you in the House of Repre- Representatives independently do anything to help these poor people? Well, independently, we wouldn't have the power of the gavel to defend subpoenas in court. That is something that I, I wish we had. Um, we, we actually have to use the power of our committees. And Joe, to tell you the truth, and it's extremely frustrating and upsetting to me, I don't have the support of leadership. I don't have the support of the majority of the GOP conference in Congress to really do anything, to lead investigations, to subpoena people, um, to do anything to stop these these horrible uh, continued indictments and, and prosecutions of people for January 6th. It's one of the most upsetting things to me because I continue to talk to these people and they have no hope. Their only hope that they have is hopefully that President Trump goes back to the White House and will pardon them. I urge you to get this book, mtgbook.com. It's uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, U.S. Representative, District 14, Great State of Georgia. Marjorie, thanks a million for coming on. Let's do it again soon, okay? Sounds good. Thanks so much, Joe. All right. Have a great day. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Thanks on a Motown Monday, the Joe Pad Show. We appreciate Marjorie Taylor Greene coming on. She only had like six minutes. We took ten. That's what we do. Karen's what I do. I know you do. Yep. You know, don't don't be giving me six Might minutes. As well, yeah, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, interesting that I mean, I get the feeling she feels like an outsider in both parties, which I think is a good thing. I'll be honest with you, I think it's a good thing if you don't feel like you're somehow you know in some conference, this one or that one, you can be more independent while being conservative. And she's a conservative, certainly. People have been asking me about January 6th people, those defendants, what's going to be be done with them. That's why I asked her about it, because she brought it up a few times. Good interview. If you missed any part of that, make sure you go and check it out tonight on Rumble. Also, get her book. It's MTG. It's available on Amazon and anywhere you go and you um, you get your fine books. All right, we've got a phone call coming in, 888-941-PAGS. JoePags.com. Let me say hi to Joe in Iowa. Joe, what's going on? Hi. 
Oh, yeah. Listen, my name is Joe, and I'm in the Iowa City, Iowa. It's a Democrat stronghold. But I wanted to bring up Joe the Catholic. And Joe, uh, you know, he proclaims he's a Catholic, and anybody can proclaim anyone anything. But I know of no Catholic that believes in abortion even after birth. I know of no Catholic that approves of gay marriage, and I know no Catholic that approves of men and women's sports. And Joe approves of all three of those. He appointed Pete Buttigieg, and he appointed uh, Rachel Levine. Uh, I think uh, I know a lot of Democrats in my parish, and they, they all vote for Joe. And I believe a lot of them have been tricked because Joe says, well, I'm a Catholic, but I believe in these policies, and these are just my policies. Well, I, Joe is no real Catholic, and I, I think it's a facade, and I think Pelosi and Biden have, filled, have fooled millions of people into voting Democrat, and there's a millions of, of, of Democrats that are Christians, and they have been fooled. And I just wanted to make that point because, okay. I, you know, go ahead, Joe, if you need. No, I, I, I mean, I'm all set. You still want to make that point? I said, okay, you made the point. Sounds good. Very good call from Iowa. Um, let me comment on that. When Barack Obama said he was a Christian, People questioned him. And I have on this very show, I have said in response to them, he says he's a Christian. Who am I to say he's not? Now, keep in mind, when Barack Obama was running for president, he said that marriage is between a man and a woman. Joe Biden also said marriage is between a man and a woman. And then they have changed it over time. And in fact, Obama became very radical in how much he was changing that. So if you want to say you're a Christian or a Muslim or a Buddhist or a fill in the blank, I'll take you at your word. But if your actions show that you're not, it's time to question your motivation. Joe Biden, as far as I can tell, does not live his life as a Catholic. Again, when you're pro-abortion, now I don't know that he was pro-abortion after it's born. That was the guy, Northam, in, um, in Virginia who said that on some radio show. But Biden certainly is vehemently for abortion. He's for trans people living and and being the actual gender they say they are like when he invited dylan mulvaney to the white house what a ridiculous thing that was and not speaking out against men and women's sports is a problem certainly and the whole gay marriage thing that's another anti-catholic move and again i don't want to hear that your policies are different than than your beliefs you were hired by people because they believe that you do believe these things and that you would act that way as the president. That's That was Joe's point out of Iowa. He feels as though a bunch of Christians and maybe other people of other faiths as well have been convinced to vote Democrat when the Democrats don't align with them at all. I think it's a good point. Let me go back at it. Jeff, Louisville, what's going on? Hi. Hey, how are you? Thank you. Um, just real quick. I think there's, there's this hope that there's these Republicans and Democrats, and there's not. There are haves and there are have-nots. The, the, the broadcast news has come through the movie. Um, you know, there's haves and have-nots. We think we're going to wait for this hero to jump up on the Republican side and step up and, and fight Democrats. But I love your question to Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene of do they pull you aside and tell you, hey, you're in the game now, you know, do what we say. I firmly believe that. So I think they get in there, they become the haves. And the have nots fall where they may. And well, well, well Jeff, I think everybody has it needs to be realized. I think it's a good point. I think there are some that don't fall for that, and I think MTG is one of them. I think that Matt Gates is one of them. I think in many instances Jim Jordan is and James Comer are, um, I, or is. I, I, I think that 
there are some that have resisted it. Others have not. Others obviously have completely fallen victim to the uniparty, to you must be on this side of this issue or else you're out with us. Um, I will never go to Congress. I don't plan on running for elected office ever. That just doesn't sound attractive to me. But if I ever did, whatever job it was I was going for, if the people elected me for it, I would only be answerable to the people. And this is not an election speech. I would only be answerable to the people that elected me. Nobody in that Congress, either Senate or, or House, will, will have elected me, nor any of these people that are there. So why you think that you're somehow indebted to them, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It actually, it's the opposite of what you promised to do when you ran for that office. Carrie, I got about a minute and a half, and I, I want to do this Babe Ruth story because I think it's pretty cool. If you don't mind, um, uh, it, it's it, because for me, if you asked me how much, I would have said ah, maybe maybe two hundred fifty thousand. What do you got? Okay, this is from your website in a groundbreaking online auction that concluded on Sunday in nineteen fourteen. Baltimore News rookie baseball card featuring the legendary Babe Ruth, famously known as the Great Bambino, has stunned the collecting world by fetching a monumental sum of seven point two million dollars. What? And this astonishing closing price has now secured the card's position as the most valuable Babe Ruth item ever sold in history. I mean, when you talk about beauty is in the eye of the beholder, it's only worth what somebody's worth, with somebody's willing to pay for it. This is literally a piece of paper that's like about 100 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like a piece of, I mean, can you even call it cardboard? It's just a thin, no. several layers of paper with his picture on it. Well, yeah, and the highest priced one, uh, the baseball card, uh, was a 1952 Mickey Mantle. That sold for $12.6 million last year. So you get that, you think to yourself, I really got my value here. Yeah. I'm not cutting down collectors. I've, I've collected things in my life. Some would say I collect cars. Um, I'm not a car collector, though, for anybody who gets that's the wrong idea. Um, but I can't imagine. Okay, now you have it, and it's behind a piece of glass, and you can look at it. You could have looked at a picture of it on the Internet. It Carried to me, it's not that different. And saved yeah. you $7.2 million. I know, I know, but man... I wish I had one of those to sell. Sam, good nice. story, but I mean, would, would, is there anything worth $7.2 million to you, a, a tangible thing you can hold in your hand, like a card? I couldn't hear you. Sorry, go ahead. No, not a card. Yeah, I don't, I don't carry no, right? No. Mm-mm. Polo, I'm guessing not. Gotta go. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pegg Show.